Hi, I'm Dane Shiner. And I'm J.V. Hampton Van Sant. And welcome to Wanna Be Film Buffs. Where we watch all the movies that we somehow managed to miss until now. And today we are talking about The Godfather. Part one. Part one of three, because this is our first installment of Serious Binge Hell, where we stop at every part of a series in the top 250 on IMDb and Mm -hmm. do the entire series instead of the movie that is on there. For example, we hit The Godfather, so we are doing Godfather 1, 2, and 3 for our next episodes. Yeah, though I believe... is, Is it... Am I correct in remembering on the list that Godfather 2 is technically the second yes, on the list? It is, right the, after ne- it is so, the next one after Godfather. So yeah. technically we're only doing like the third one because it counts as the series. Yeah. Uh, so when we get That's to, uh, for example, feelings. <laughs> for example, when we get to uh, The Dark Knight, which I think is right after Godfather 2, we're going to be doing Batman, v- Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Hence, series binge hell. I'm so I don't remember if I'm excited for those ones because it's been so damn long since I have seen any of those. <laughs> I I will save my opinion on those three. Yes. <laughs> the only thing I will not save is that I know that a lot of people dislike that third one, Dark Knight Rises. I'm going to be real. I loved that movie. I remember not liking it as much as the first two, especially The Dark Knight. Mm. I think, you know what? That movie was my first experience, actually, with with me liking a movie, but hearing about fans of something, like, hearing the argument of, like, nothing like the comics. Like, (sighs) that my first time truly hearing that, and, like, I, and one, disagreeing. Uh. Not because it was not because it was factually different from the comic, but like you know, whatever. That's fine. Uh, interesting how mm-hmm. they didn't say that about the Dark Knight. I know, <laughs> I know. Because that, I mean, it was loosely based on Long awesome. Halloween and a few other ones. But anyway, we're talking about yeah. Godfather today. Yes. <laughs> Can you tell how much I don't want to talk about this oh, one? Oh boy, we are gonna make so many people angry with this one. <laughs> Sorry, dude, bros. I. Don't. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, before we get into our synopsis and our snarky commentary along the way, let's do some dramaturgy work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godfather was released in 1972, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, and written by both uh, Francis Ford Coppola and Mario Puzo, uh, who wrote the source material, the novel The Godfather. Yes. Uh, it won three um, of the Oscars. It was nominated in 1973. Mm-hmm. It won Best Picture, uh, Best Lead Actor to Marlon Brando, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Also, fun fact, throughout the years, they keep finding other names for Best Adapted Screenplay. Right? Best Screenplay, based off of something else that someone else wrote from another medium that has been adapted to screen. Best Musical, uh, based off a dumb poem. <laughs> Cats reference. Anyway, cats. It's topical. Woo! Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, when we get our Patreon and start doing uh, bad movies for Patreon, we have to do the 2019 Cats movie. I'm ready to see that. I oh, actually almost. I'm I tr- not, but am. <laughs> I tried to look for it in theaters because I was going to give in and just see it. Oh, God. Because I, was I was going go- to, but I couldn't find anyone to go with. I was going to drink so much sangria and watch that movie. Oh, my God. Listeners. 
um, both of us are allergic to weed, so we couldn't get high and watch this movie. <laughs> or watch that movie specifically, which is a thing I I know that people <laughs> went to see Cats. I mean... I, and I... Oh. I assumed, because mm-hmm. usually if you're allergic to cannabis, you can have edibles. Mm-hmm. I tried edibles mm-hmm. and nearly went into anaphylactic shock. Oh no, okay. Yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. uh, originally I was going to take edibles and watch cats, yes. but we couldn't because we couldn't get anything together. Also, none mm-hmm. of us could drive because oh. we would have been baked out of our mind. Well, yeah, fair. So we instead uh, took edibles and watched Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh! <laughs> I was horrified and also like a few hours into being high, my throat began closing. No. So anyway, back to the Godfather. Um, yeah. So it won three Oscars, but it also lost seven Oscars. Eh, uh, not surprising. M- most of them to Cabaret. <laughs> the gayest thing ever. Which I think Life is hilarious. Life is a cabaret, chum. <laughs> Come to the cabaret. I'm so I, glad there are not many musicals on this list, because holy shit. I <laughs> I like some musicals. I like good musicals. Is Phantom of the Opera is not on this list, is it? Oh, it most definitely isn't. I'm so sad. I, I am that movie. so happy because I hate Gerard Butler's Phantom. Oh, oh okay, I fair. No, I understand. It. I've seen I it on Broadway that. twice. I hate Gerard Butler. I understand. <laughs> I haven't, but I understand. Oof, sorry. So anyway, for the second time, let's go back to uh, yep. <laughs> the seven uh, nominations it lost almost to Cabernet completely. Yeah. So uh, Best Supporting Actor, three times out of the five slots, went to James Caan, Robert Duvall, and Al Pacino, and were all lost uh, to by Joel Group from Cabaret. Uh, Best Director, nominated but lost to Cabaret. Costume Design, lost to Travels with My Aunt. Uh, I'm surprised that that didn't lose to fucking Cabaret. Are you (laughs) kidding me? I know, right? Uh, (laughs) However, uh, Sound, uh, lost to Cabaret. Editing, lost to Cabaret. Uh, IMDb said it was nominated for original score, but on the Academy website, it said it wasn't nominated for original score. So, oh, you know what? Schrodinger's original score. The second one, I think the second one um, was nominated for original score. Interesting. Um, despite the fact that it used the same theme because from I, the first movie. Because like, I looked up the 1973 Oscars and the nominations mm-hmm. for original score. Godfather yeah. wasn't on there, but it was on there for MDB. Wild. Uh, yeah, hmm. I don't know. Um, cool. So yeah, based off the novel by Mario Puzo, who helped write the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably why this movie was so damn long, because authors who write the screenplays for their adaptations usually end up being, one, not yeah. so good, and two, needlessly long, because not everything in the book is important. Yep. So, Fucking yep. Okay. <laughs> so let's get into our synopsis. Um. Well, prior to that, oh. <laughs> expectations going in. Uh, Did my, you have any? Uh, my expectation was for it to be good. Fuck. Okay. Um, <laughs> I expected to be intrigued. Um, I expected it was going to be good, well acted, mm-hmm. um, tension filled. You know, I also similarly expected it to be okay. The only expectation that I feel I wasn't let down on was the well acted. Like that's. I mean, yeah, I mean, like with mild a, spoiler, with, but like I with a movie with Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, mm-hmm. James Caan and the works, you know, you're going to have some hell of a performances. Oh, yeah. And my my 
issues with this film have nothing to do with the actors. The oh, actors no. did an incredible job. Oh, yeah, they killed it, which like, we'll get to. <laughs> yeah. All right, yes. let's get started so, on the uh, synopsis of the, this uh, three-hour-long movie. Oh, boy. Two, two hours and 55 minutes. Fair enough. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> okay, so uh, we begin with a blackout uh, with some very serious ominous trumpet music. Mm-hmm. And then we have the dialogue... I believe in America, which oof. Uh, It's like does our does our government operate exactly like the mob? Yes. Um maybe we should ask uh Epstein who definitely didn't kill himself. Uh, <laughs> it's it runs yeah. like the mob. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna say that anyway okay so uh this yeah. is uh bonaceras a monologue about mm-hmm. uh his daughter getting beat by even more stereotypical dick gay tops that have migrated from shawshank redemption to godfather uh <laughs> this opening scene is a wedding right uh it is in uh don vito corleone's uh Daughter's what wedding. office at oh. his daughter's wedding, which yeah. he is not at at the present, mm-hmm. but he has an adorable cat, which fun fact that was not planned. It was a stray that wandered onto set. Oh, precious. And he just loved Marlon Brando so much that the purring cut over his dialogue and it had to be redone. That's so cute. <laughs> During this opening sequence in the book, there is a bunch of weird lines about, I believe it's, Sonny's dick specifically there's a lot of commentary about Sonny has a giant dick it's very very funny to me there's a lot of dick commentary in the books anyway I missed that I yeah I don't think they don't mention it during the movie they it's a huge thing in the books though Oh, have you read the books? No, I just recall that that, that part. Is, that is hilarious. Yeah, I've <laughs> okay. heard a lot about that. So, Bonacetta, let's see. Um, the judge suspended the assaulter sentences. Uh, mm. And so he goes to uh, Don Vito Corleone, uh, who uh, is played by, of course, Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Don refuses because he's a queen. Uh, mm-hmm. But then accepts because he is a queen. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, you don't, you don't have me over for coffee, so why should I do something for you? You know what? Fuck it, I'll do it, and now like, you owe me. You don't, you don't, you only come to me when you want something. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of bitch that gets mad yeah. about that, which is. A very one a mood. I will give that. Oh yeah, Don Corleone mm. is a straight up mood and aesthetic. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I adore it. Again, no <laughs> issue, especially no issues with this opening bit where you really get a sense of it's one of those mo- the most iconic scenes in films in general. Yeah, and I know why because that one. That's one of the ones that really did it for this movie and mm-hmm. like made it really made it great. And I love this opening sequence. I love getting to getting to understand this character a bit mm-hmm. more and the insight that that part gives you to the amount of like to the amount not what not the 
to the role that respect plays yeah in everything and how important mm. they make respect not so much like how important it is for everybody but how much specifically for them it is important for some reason r-e-s-p-e-c-t that's what it means to vito corleone to the italians that's what it means to me to the Italian. R-E-S-P-C-T. Or how spell respect? I am slightly dyslexic. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. It's right in the song. Okay, but also... Spelling. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Anyway, um, so even though I like Marlon Brando's character, I have a personal vendetta against Marlon Brando's mouth. It... I don't... What is he doing? Like, I know, like, in his audition, he wanted to make Vito look like a bulldog, so he stuffed cotton in his cheeks. Uh, and then he... Okay. And then he wore a mouthpiece, which, by the way, is on display in a museum, which is... Uh, creepy. Ew. But I I was looking on the Top 250 list, and another Marlon Brando movie, On the Waterfront, is on here. And again, he's doing something weird with his mouth on the poster. And so just, I, Marlon Brando's mouth really bothers me because it just does weird things all the time. It's all, yeah, it, it, his, yeah. Yeah. And also the, the choice of voice too feels strange and it doesn't ever wind up making sense. No, maybe it's the mouthpiece that he has. I don't know. Like it doesn't take away from his performance at all. However, it is just so noticeable and distracting. You know what it does? It makes you need to focus on him. Yeah. Like, so all of those real dramatic ass pauses of full silence where you could almost hear a pin where I'm imagining on the day of filming, you could almost hear a fucking pin drop in Mm -hmm. there. Just sitting there real quiet, like, you come to me on the day of my daughter. You come to me on my daughter's wedding. I can't refuse you. I don't, I do not know why this is where that voice tended to go, but that's, <laughs> that's, where, it, that's where it started to go. Um, but All right, so moving on with hmm. this incredibly long synopsis. Goddamn. Yeah. Boy. Okay, We've so we cut to, to uh, Don's daughter's wedding, which seems lit mm-hmm. this seems like a great party mobsters really know how to throw a shindig yeah lots of lots of those guitars and singing and dancing and uh cameron getting beaten up and then getting money thrown at them <laughs> yeah yeah like it uh yeah so one of those things of like watching um, wealthy minority groups sort of thrive. Yeah. Like, it's just a lovely thing. It's a fun time. It's a lovely thing. Like, because I... I mean, I, I like weddings. <laughs> I uh, don't know. I just do. So, um, mm-hmm. this goes into a little bit of film trivia. Um, every time there's an orange on screen, it foresees the death of the character who is interacting with the orange. That doesn't surprise me at all. Okay. And we have our first orange with Luca Brazzi, mm. uh, who is tossing an orange up in the air, even oh. though he's not a Corleone, and usually it's the Corleones who have the oranges. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he's tossing an orange up in the air. It's like, that's the first orange. He's going to die. Oh, no. Um, and this uh. is and this scene <laughs> where uh, Marlon Brando uh, comes out of the wedding is when Marlon Brando activated my OK Google. I don't know why, but something in his... Uh, and there's my okay Google. 
I was going to say, I'm like, I'm uh, surprised. No, no. I, okay, Google, stop it. No. I'm surprised mine didn't turn on. Okay. okay. I truly was, uh, but it's fine anyway. Okay. <laughs> Did you say that again? Fuck off. But <laughs> yeah. Um, he activated my digital assistance on my phone. Yep. <laughs> and yes, that's all I'm going to say about it because I don't want my digital assistant on my smartphone to do that again. Yeah, it okay. happens. <laughs> uh, here we are also introduced to Michael Corleone, uh, played by Al Pacino. He is a Navy vet back from World War II. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael's girlfriend, oh my God, this poor lady. <laughs> like from the uh, beginning, she's like, what does it mean when he made an offer he can't refuse? Oh, honey. Darling. You stepped into something you are not prepared for. Darling, no, don't do it, though. And the offer he can't refuse is a story about uh, Vito. uh, Let's see. Oh, here we go. Um, A story about um, his god brother's singing career. uh, And uh, Vito threatened a manager who wouldn't let him go. Mm -hmm. Solidifying Vito to be a really cool character who carries this movie. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. But, like... Both this one and the next one. Yeah. Spoilers, we'll, we'll, everybody. We'll, we'll get to that one. Oh, oh God. Um, let's see. Um, Michael says he ain't about that life. And it's very unconvincing. <laughs> How unconvincing it is. And in the next My two hours, God. we will see why. Uh, let's see. Uh, who? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Johnny, who is uh, the guy with the singing career, uh, has a talk with Don and he talks about wanting to get cast in a film, but the director will not cast him. And we will see why later. Um, and he has this conversation as if he forgot he was talking to a mafia don. Oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, what am I going to do? Mafia don who controls literally everything around him. Dude. Uh, like, no wonder Vito slapped you. I mean, yeah, like, oh my god, anytime, honestly, there's a lot of moments where you can just, with this movie in general, where you can just sort of predict, (laughs) oh, hold on, oh, it actually does apparently have a hidden dick joke in that opening wedding scene. Of course it does. Yeah, apparently, I don't remember, but in any case. All right. Sorry, Um, but no, like, you can, you can sort of... One of the things that you can also use to sort of gauge when somebody is going to die and when it's going to be on screen and when it's going to be vicious um, is based on how fucked up they are and how borderline racist they are. Um, And we will get to that with the film director because holy fuck. Yeah. Like, no wonder this is taken from the point of view of the mobsters because holy shit, they deal with a lot of racism in this movie. Exactly. (laughs) Holy shit, no wonder they are murdering people. (laughs) It does, and it starts to feel like, well, it's, (laughs) one, feels realistic just given the time period and it being, um, fuck, I think during this first movie it's during the 40s, right? Yeah, Similarly, it's, it's taken. It takes place around the same time as Shawshank Redemption. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Um. So like, yeah. While all of that is happening, it's sort of like it makes sense during the forties. Shit was yeah. rough there. Um. 
it changed at a certain point, but it was rough there. Um, that that time was rough, and I total so I like that part made sense to me, but like it it did ultimately wind up being like, oh yeah, no, highly predictable. If somebody says something fucked up about Italians, they will die within within the next ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, and like if or if they're just or if it's like blatant disrespect in a way that's like oh god even i would call this being disrespectful (laughs) like it it, it's one of those i'm like oh no oh baby oh sweetie you mm -mm. Mm -mm. oh boy Uh (laughs) all right so this is where we are introduced to tom hagen uh the don's lawyer Mm -hmm. who goes to la to talk to the film's director who is a prick Mm -hmm. uh and this guy turns him away because uh, the singer Johnny mm-hmm. uh, ran off with this little actress that uh, the director had a thing with. Yep. Which would be uh, would be understandable if this guy wasn't, by the way, a racist prick. Yep. Uh, no, Rage does not. Uh, That's does a not f- condone any shit like that. Money. No, and not only that, it does. <laughs> not only that, this is one of those things where, like, oh, this feels very different in the Me Too era. That bit of like, yeah. <laughs> like this director being like, yeah, I had a, I had a thing with that actress. I'm like, that feels gross. Yeah. Uh, here. Harvey Weinstein <laughs> took the wrong things away from The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like, huh? I. This character's compelling. I'm going to make this my personality. Oh, no. Oh, And he got what that asshole deserved, both director in the movie and Harvey Weinstein, because the director of the film, the next day, finds the severed head of his prize horse. Oh, that was his prize horse. Fuck, I forgot that part. Anyway, yeah. uh, In his bed the next morning, solidifying once again Don Vito Corleone, is a bad bitch extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. My God. This guy is like Lannister level bad. And I love it. The thing I liked about that part is there are several thoughts that have to immediately go through somebody's head when that occurs. Thing one, how did they get in there silently? In the forties, where floors were creakier. I mean, I, I don't know, floors were creakier in the forties. I don't I, know. If that's true. But that's fine. I, I imagine like mm. they probably may have paid off like people who like worked for the director to say, "Hey, yeah. plant this in the guy's bed," which makes it even crazier. But then, in addition to that, how like they're. A horse's head is by no means light. That is a heavy-ass item. So if you put this in somebody's whatever, mm-hmm. and they are asleep, like, one, they're going to notice a change of the bed. Granted, there are two people in the bed, so both people could potentially think, like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Nothing's really I mean, changing some, here. Some people are really heavy sleepers. I know. It just That scene feels like it's one of those things where it's predicated on people sleeping very, very deeply. Yeah. And not, like, not waking up for anything. Yes. Sleeping like the dead or <laughs> like the fishes. Anyway, moving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. No, it's, um, that, that scene, 
again. Iconic scene. Yes. That is an iconic scene in cinema. Duplicated numerous times. I can't think of the places I've seen it duplicated, but I know. It's it's the scene. It's that scene that you've definitely seen before because it's so iconic. Like, yeah, it may not have been this movie, but bitch, you've seen it before. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So uh, later, the Corleone family wants to possibly... Uh, invest in the growing uh, drug trafficking industry ah, right. happening in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. The Don refuses because mm-hmm. he is a classy bad bitch. Mm-hmm. Um... And this is where everything goes to hell mm-hmm. because Luca uh, Corleone's right hand man goes undercover to learn about the other crime family involved with the drug trafficking, the Detalias. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luca gets taken the fuck out. Yep. <laughs> yes, he did. Like, knife through the hand and then choked. Ooh. Doc. Damn. If there's one thing I feel like people remember a lot about these movies, it's the number of death scenes and how violent they are. Yes. Because those are like truly the only things that stick in the memory a lot mainly we'll get to this at the very end but like the sort of day-to-day thing of like generally running a business isn't that interesting however the times where things go horribly wrong is highly interesting that's how the brain works anyway Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) all right so after this we get our second orange which don vito is going to buy Mm-hmm. And then he gets shot a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, that was a lot. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, Michael, who is with his girlfriend, finds a newspaper uh, which talks about his dad, and they're not sure if he is dead or alive. Right. This is a really top-notch newspaper who had that news right then and there. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So... Uh, Sonny Corleone, played by James Kahn, yes. uh, gets a call at home saying that the Tatalias have Tom, the lawyer, mm-hmm. and that they're going to release him with plans later. Oh, dear. Uh, we flash to Salazzo, who is uh, the drug lord from earlier working with the Tatalias, who has Tom. Uh, we find out that Don is still alive. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Honestly, yeah. Thank goodness the guy carrying this film uh, is still alive within yeah. the first hour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot we were only still the first hour. Oh, yeah. I have a few more pages. Uh, <laughs> anyway. All right. And so the sons of the family are gathered to figure out what to do next. Mm-hmm. And this is where they learn that Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes hmm. by showing his bulletproof vest with some fish, which... As someone who is going to school for environmental science slash marine biology, I have a bone to pick. Mm-hmm. Fishes and fish are used in different terms. Yes. Elaborate. <laughs> so, oh, definitely will. Uh, so, fishes is when you are when you are using uh, something to describe multiple species of fish. Okay. So. Fishes, like if you see like a different all these species in an aquarium, you go, "Oh wow, look at all the pretty fishes." Mm-hmm. Uh, if you see another tank in an aquarium that has all the same species, you go, "Look at all the pretty fish." Mm. 
Okay. And now this signifies that Luca Brazzi is sleeping with the fishes, for example, more than one species. But the fish, not fishes, in mm-hmm. his bulletproof vest mm-hmm. are, I'm pretty sure, only one species. So this mm. iconic line should be sleeping with the fish and not the fishes. Ah, uh, yes. But, but if he, in fact... Well, okay. So it's more the delivering of the message specifically was done incorrectly. Yes. Uh, these guys are not... They should have put a trout in there. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Like... Uh, so or apparently... a catfish. Ooh, a catfish would have been funny, but that's fine. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, yeah. These people clearly do not have a biologist. Their grammar... Was in their midst, because that wouldn't, that wouldn't be let. That wouldn't be let go. That wouldn't be let go. <laughs> no, correct. Yeah, I, that's that is an interesting note. Oh uh, wow. Any who, okay. uh, Polly, the driver for the Coleones, yes. is the rat who got Don shot, mm. and then Polly gets shot in another really badass way, where like they go for a ride, and then like the dude whose name. I can mm. never remember Costanza or whatever. No, that's from Friends. Uh, or was it Seinfeld? Or was it shit? Seinfeld. It's from Seinfeld. Okay. Costanza. I'm sorry. That just that got me. Yes, that Costanza, got me because if he'd been in this movie... That would Clemenza. Have... It's Clemenza. Okay. Clemenza. Truly, I just want now to picture... George Costanza in this movie and just see how... Saying, leave the gun, take the cannoli. He'd probably die oh, real fast in this he movie. He would, especially when or he's maybe, playing his Jurassic Park character. Or would he have... Okay, here's my thought here. <laughs> he could feasibly die, but also these feel like the type of people who would who would keep a comedian around in general. Yeah. Comedians tend to, like, insofar as, you know what? Ah, here's a thing I can I can dive in on, and it's nerd, nerd, I nerd. Anyway, yes. um, the, uh, the, the Comedia dell'arte and the, the, the general clown figure. Yes. The comedian in general. The thing the comedian as a role in general is based on. Yes. That, um... That feels, given partially just the cultural things that are sort of at work here, is a thing that is valued very greatly. It's also one of the important, because it's one of the only figures, one of the only, the in any classic kingdom, the only person who's allowed to, legally speaking, make fun of the king is literally the jester. That is it. And if, if anybody else were to do that... That is seen as a massive sign of disrespect. However, for that person, it is viewed as respect. So, if he was here in the role specifically of the clown, he would be fine. Yes. And given that he is a comedian, that makes sense. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just went way deep in on that in a way that was unnecessary. It's fine. Anyway, we'll just so, move forward. Uh, Clemenza Costanza <laughs> goes out to pee in the cornfield, and then someone stops by and shoots Polly. Yep. And there we go. Well, shit. And then, so, Michael goes to visit his dad in the hospital, but not before his girlfriend and Mike go, I love you, I know. That is literally what they do. It is hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the Mike, mm. so, the Mike, uh, the Mike, 
Mike the situation. Anyway. Oh. I cannot, in fact, believe that I just remembered that that man's, that the first name of that man. My God. Was Mike. So we're going to forget about that. So Mike and the nurse at the hospital move Don to another room before people come to finish the job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is real smooth thinking for Mike. Uh, yes. Which, that means he is definitely about this life, and he is lying. He... Lying through his teeth. <laughs> is. All right. So, mm. uh, and then I have a note, Don smiles because he knows Mikey is totally about this life. <laughs> because yep. he's talking to uh, Don, and then he just kind of smiles while he's unconscious. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he oh. knows. He's aware. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I have raised right. him well. So Mike leaves the hospital and then gets jumped by cops, and then the well, the captain or whatever uh, breaks Mike's jaw. Hmm. Ooh. And then uh, Tom, the lawyer, comes with some quote unquote private detectives who are here to keep the Don safe. Private detectives. Private detectives, and you can clearly see they are, they are characters from the mob that we've seen before. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. Yep. <laughs> Private detectives. That's the wildest way of saying the word bodyguard, but all right. It's mm-hmm. also the wildest way of saying literally anything other than what it actually is. Yes. But yeah. All right. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Sonny wants revenge real bad. He finds out that the cops are paid off. Hmm. And Mike plans to kill Salazzo and the corrupt police captain. And they do this by planting a gun at the meeting place. Mm. The plan goes off without a hitch. Again, Mike is totally about this life. And he he is is. just not fooling anyone because he just does it exactly like he's supposed to. Like a stone cold bitch. And I love it. Out of the whole family, I believe he's the one that has a degree, right? That was a fact that I think is established in this one. Yeah, I think they said he went to college. Yeah, and the military. Yes. Yeah. That, I remember from the second one, that those yeah. become important facts in the second one. Im- important facts. They're not that important. <laughs> they're just mentioned in a scene. Anyway. All right. So, uh, there is a montage uh, on set to an out-of-tune piano hmm. and with some newspapers. Well, you know, like the, the, the classic swirly kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says that Vito is back home. <laughs> Our our plot carrier is back. This feels like a weird thing to put in the newspaper. Yeah, it does. Like, that specifically to me is not a thing that should be in the newspaper. Yeah. Um, um, some newspaper got fucking whacked. Of course. <laughs> if that bitch wasn't burned the fuck to the ground, I would... Because... If the reason he was away from home was the fact that there was a murder attempt, guess what the fuck's not going back in the paper? Where he is located, because you don't... Yes. Uh, no! Fuck! Journalism ethics. It's a thing. Anyway. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Yep. So, uh, and Mike goes to... Sicily till things blow over and mm. holy shit it's halfway through the movie. 
That is a note. Finally. <laughs> finally. And uh, so in Sicily, Mike gets married to some random Sicilian bitch, mm-hmm. uh, which goes nowhere. Well, somewhere. And we'll get to that later. Mm. So Sonny is still getting into fights like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonny's brother-in-law, uh, who was married, who got married in that uh, party mm-hmm. before, yes. uh, is a dick. Mm-hmm. And Sonny's sister, who got married in that wedding too, uh, is throwing things and just being really annoying. Oh yeah, I remember her. Yeah, that she, like it was justified that she was pissed, but she's also really annoying. Yes, wasn't she at Connie? Was that Connie? Connie. Yes, it's Connie. Yeah. So I made the note of her name. Like I have a fun yeah, note about later her. On. <laughs> I have a fun note about how much she got paid for this movie. But oh, anyway, oh boy, I can't wait till we get to that when we talk about our actual opinions on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my uh, my note here is that my god, the second half of this movie is rough. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, it begins with Sonny dying. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thing we're okay with. Yes, he was an idiot and no good to the family. Yes. Uh, Vito hears about it and wants to make a truce with the families. Mm. Mike hears the news, and then the random Sicilian bitch gets blown up in his car. Yep. Car bomb! And that's the end of that. Yep. Uh, I have so much to say about the freaking Sicily parts in this movie after. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so Vito goes to a crime family meeting. Mm -hmm. The family swear peace. And Mike is back in America. Mm Mm-hmm. And then another poor dumb bitch moment from uh, Mike's girlfriend where she says, quote-unquote, senators and presidents don't have people killed. Let's take a moment to... That poor, innocent angel. Oh, that poor lady. Is she... Uh, she... Oh, she... The poor thing is so uninformed. Oh, my God. She has no place in this life whatsoever. She is not a mafia Don wife. No. She just isn't. That poor girl. Oh, oh. that poor lady. Run while you can. Mm, and she doesn't anyway and mike proposes mm-hmm. because apparently he just wants to get married again he's learned nothing he has learned he's nothing. learned nothing from watching his wife get murdered previously uh, and then he just casually kidnaps his girlfriend because a car drives up and he just gestures and then she just gets in because there's a bunch of mobsters in there mm-hmm. like oh okay yeah, um, also, <laughs> just in general, like, he doesn't ever mention to her that he had just been married in another country. Oh, no. That you, never comes up again. You know what and that is means? gross. Do you know mm-hmm. what that means? Mm-hmm. It means that entire Sicily part could have been taken out of the movie. Yes! It does. And oh god, we have to <laughs> we have to save it for later. We have to yes, save it for later we do. when we do our actual analysis. Fuck. <laughs> oh no. Um okay. FML. Anyway. Uh, okay. So the family makes plans to move to Nevada. Mm-hmm. And Mike wants to buy a casino. It does not go well. Dude gets refused. Yeah. Uh, and Mike and Vito have a nice heart to heart about him actually being about that life. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vito collapses from a heart attack and immediately dies while playing with his grandkid. Not the death he deserved because it nope. is so anticlimactic. It is. Well, oh my god. I have feelings about that, partially because like it's one of those things where like the word isn't poetic, but it's one of those things where like uh yeah, like is it like like he, he he's could, survived like, a bunch of things already, yeah. and all the things he yeah. survived, it makes sense that like okay, well clearly none of these fucking work. So what will take this bitch out his is cholesterol. Health. Yeah, his own health, <laughs> his cholesterol. And Jesus, I guess that's I'm poetic, riveted. but yeah. like oh god, it's just mm-hmm. so I don't like how they did it. No, uh, anyway, also accurate, but I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we got here. I lost my place in my sea of goddamn bullet Lots points. of butter and olive oil. Lots of butter and olive oil. It kills people. It kills people. Or at least an orange in the mouth, because, you know, that's oh, what yeah. happened with the orange. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Oh, dear. All right. So, we got the funeral, where there are apparently plans going around to assassinate Mike. Yeah. Uh, Mike is at his godson's baptism and has people take care of the heads of the other families, which yeah. is a fucking brilliant scene that was wild like played over the organ and over him saying that he renounces satan oh i renounce satan that was dead cool. dead dead i renounce girl. satan and yeah, yeah immediate it was cool. and that wild was cool. mm-hmm. so mike kicks his brother-in-law out of the business for ratting on sunny mm-hmm. causing the death of sunny and then he also gets killed what was that one's name uh, that was I don't remember his name. I just called him the brother-in-law. <laughs> Fair enough. He is the in-law. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. All anyway. right. And then uh, Connie is a mess about it as usual. Of course she is. <laughs> Poor <laughs> fucking girl. <laughs> I I like her a little bit in the way of like it in the way of like. Acknowledging the fact that that's the person I would be, which is the one who, like, mildly benefits from somebody having a massive amount of power, but, like, also mm. is inequipped, is ill-equipped to handle life. Yeah. Like, and it just, like, and I, I suppose it's just that I oftentimes feel for the people in that, in that role... In a very mild way, which is simply that, like, it does suck to not be able to do anything successfully. Like, that just blows. Like, to not have that skill set to do anything, and the reason you don't have that is because your entire family didn't think enough about you to, like, teach you anything, is a lot. Um, (laughs) That is a lot, and makes me feel things. Anyway. All right. And Mike, Mike is made the Don. Ah, yes, he is. And that is the end of the movie. Well, there's a moment, there's a moment with his wife at the very end. Oh, yeah. It's like, just this once you could ask me about my business. And oh, then and then he lies. The yeah. <laughs> and like, and that just sort of sets the, is the thing that supposedly sets their tone for the rest of their relationship. Which, oh, boy. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, just this oh, well, one. She's irrelevant anyway. It's fine. 
Um, you say that now. Um, oh, right. Y- you get to that second one, and we'll talk about it. Oh, but like, yeah. I have not watched Godfather two yet at, at the moment of this recording. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, because I'd seen this one previously already, and bitch, was it a struggle to get through? Jesus and Christ! Now like, I, we can talk about uh, how much of a struggle this was to get to, because the pacing on this movie is so herky-jerky it that is, it just uh, ruins the entire movie. You know what? Like, it, one, there's that. Two, like, there's a reason that... Um, fuck, what is the name of that show? Um, Mafia-related. Uh, the Sopranos? Thank you. There's a reason The Sopranos is a better piece of sort of mafia media, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. One, and yes, of course, obviously, there's the the drawing on the movie that the sopranos did yes absolutely yeah i should also clarify i've never seen the sopranos but um (laughs) i've watched like a couple episodes and the pacing of those episodes tends to be fine yeah because like there's let like i guess you get to know those characters more deeply and that helps a lot when it comes to then watching them experience like all of these fucking like all of this wild shit and all of this wild planning Mm -hmm. and the leaps and logic that it takes from this thing happened and then this happened and what this means to me is that i should do this and that last jump is the biggest fucking jump like you didn't invite me to your wedding it almost feels actually that specific that specific line right there the little joke i was about to make reminds me of maleficent in so far as never... cursing a baby <laughs> it's never a fairy tale wedding until someone comes and curses the firstborn exactly yeah. and honestly everyone like... wants a fairy tale wedding until they hear that and honestly like also, that is the level of diva that we are dealing with is, bitch, you didn't send me a baby shower invitation? <laughs> well, well, that bitch can die then, and so can you. Oh Girl, what? Like, <laughs> which is still, again, one of my favorites. One of my favorite Disney movies for that only, like only for that reason. I yep. mean, yes, I'm aware that Maleficent gets a backstory and whatever in the movie, which I enjoy, is a good backstory, totally. Um, but just looking at the original, it is so fucking funny. Like that is that is the funniest, the funniest thing. Just oh yeah, no wedding invitation. I'm cursing everyone in your kingdom. The whole group of people. Everybody will sleep forever for the rest of time. Mm. Until that random hottie in the woods shows up. Hey! (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) What? Weird. Anyway. All right. So, yeah, the the pacing of this movie. Oh, God. The first half. I kind of want to rate, like, the first half and the second half. They these three initially like I there are three sections to this movie. Yeah. Um and they were shown initially, I believe, in those sections and they had labels, I think. Yeah, cuz we did talk about how it was a TV release originally. Yeah. And the the credits sort of um the way that the credits sort mm-hmm. of operate 
is they do divide it into like three chapters. At least they did in the second movie. Yeah. Um, and they have the titles there. I just don't remember what the titles are. Mm-hmm. So like, if I'm rating the sections in that way, like, I mean, I'm still just unanimously giving it all the same yeah. rating, which we'll get to later. But uh-huh. like, it's, it's just for me personally, it is so boring. <laughs> to watch people basically go through business proceedings, I don't give a shit. I don't, like, I don't. I, And I, I just don't see a reason for any of the things that they're doing. Like, I intellectually know what the reasons are. Yeah. I do not emotionally understand the reasons for anything that's happening in this movie because, yeah, like, it's, it's just... It's, it's dude bro logic. Exactly. <laughs> I can't, I cannot connect to it. I've never been able to connect to it. I will never be able to connect to it. That's just not my kind of thing. And yeah. thus, like, it, this movie just bored the shit out of me. And I yeah. watched all of it and was still bored to yeah. fucking tears over I th- it. I think um, watching it in the TV format would have probably made this movie a lot more digestible. Yeah, um, like, with like, commercial breaks yeah. and... Because, uh. like, you know, Lord of the Rings and Avengers Endgame, they were all this length, but it never felt that way because the pacing was fine. Yeah. This one, like, the first part mm-hmm. had great pacing, and it was, pr- and if you ask me, it was pretty compelling what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, the rest of it, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- there are, and this is what happens, I think, mm-hmm. when the author of the source material mm-hmm. writes the screenplay. I concur. Because they want everything to be there, but it doesn't have to to make the story work. Precisely. Like, all of goddamn Sicily. Yeah, no, the whole Sicily section definitely didn't need that. Like, the only reason... So, I'm also coming to this having listened to numerous pod... I've actually listened to more podcast analysis of this movie than I have, like, than there are hours in the Godfather trilogy, which is, like, I'm talking the full trilogy, which is uh, over nine hours. Anyway, that's fine. Um, But what I'm... Saying with that is, having looked at that and heard these and heard people analyze this, the only thing that people have said was supposed to happen there was one, it gives you a little bit of a change of scenery, which is just nice in a movie on occasion, and that does sort of break things up a little bit. But it also is supposed to like show that he it's supposed to sort of show that there really truly isn't an escape from the life that he's that he. Yeah, quote unquote doesn't want to go into, uh-huh. but bitch, yeah, sure. obviously he did anyway, mm-hmm. and like, and obviously was going to. Like, it yeah. just it, like, it was. It also is just sort of, I don't know that that part just annoyed the shit out of me because I'm like, yeah, yeah no, it, I understand the point, but also, and fundamentally, I just dislike the way that that point is made because the way that point is made is by killing a woman, who didn't do anything. To deserve it? Like, see, I just, I, mm, you know what? I'm gonna contain that rage. <laughs> but also, yeah, the sheer amount of spousal abuse in this fucking trilogy <sighs> is horrific yeah. and is on its own a reason why the rating that I've given this movie and the next one is where it's at. Because it's yeah. so off-putting to see and this isn't even getting to the bit where there's just very very 
very, very explicit racial slurs just thrown about in yeah. casual conversation. As if, and like, first and foremost, that's already going to mean I'm not a fan of the movie. Like, it just baseline is going to do that. One, because that's going to take me out of the movie. Because guess what? Things that I've actually had to hear and listen to that remind me of the world that we live in and the shitty parts of it are not things I want to go see in a movie. Like, that's just... I just don't... I don't want to. I, I don't want to spend the time that I'm using to escape from the larger society i don't want to then have to be reminded of it like in that way specifically and and like speaking of that Mm -hmm. uh it's okay to acknowledge that bad things happen yeah but it depends on how you approach it exactly because like for example Mm -hmm. like uh god what's a movie that is just also rampant uh, Django Unchained. Thank you. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> um, like, the one that comes to mind yeah. is that one. Like, one of the only films I have seen that is, by the way, on this top 250 list. Are you fucking shitting? Uh, also, the number of Quentin Tarantino things that are on this list, I'm sure, upset yeah. this shit. I am already making enemies. People, I, I'm already um, making enemies. I don't like only, I don't. Uh, the only ones that are on here are besides, uh, oh, it's Pulp Fiction, Oh, fuck. Okay, I don't um, remember that one. Um, I have not seen it. <laughs> uh, it's Pulp Fiction. I saw when uh, I was like 10. That was... Django and Kill Bill. Yeah. See, Kill Bill I'm fine with. I, I'm fine with for reasons. Yeah. Um, but, like, even that... Ugh. God damn it. Like, okay. I just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> the rage! Anyway, like... Uh, I... Anyway, bringing it back to this. It uh... is. Yes. It, back <laughs> yeah. to this. It um, is, like... So, in the way... Because, like, Jing Wan Chain, mm-hmm. like, they drop the N-word, like, mm-hmm. every five minutes. Yeah. Which, if you did For that... no reason. If you did it once, mm-hmm. that gets the point you are going across... That you get across for your story. Yeah. The rest is just unnecessary, and that can all be filled with time that can contribute to your story being better. Exactly. And, and that is the all... case with this movie. <laughs> yes. And like, because anytime it, anytime it got brought up, it was, or anytime it came up, it was one again in casual conversation. So it was just people talking to each other. Yeah. And like, not even um, like, not necessarily even about anything necessary yeah because it wasn't like it it wasn't a necessary line to include was it a realistic one that probably would have happened at the time absolutely that but this is a movie you don't need all of the realism that's actually not not that like that helps on occasion yeah but you got to be selective with how that comes in you don't want to watch somebody like just fucking doing the dishes because that's also a realistic thing and sets the fucking tone but does not need to fucking be you know what else sets a realistic tone for what would probably have to happen a man um don vito corleone's age also having to go in for a prostate exam and guess what the fuck we didn't see you know what I mean? like yeah. so again realism it's not like you don't need to show every specific little thing to get the point across that this is the universe in which we actually live yeah like it just isn't necessary and thus always again feels like a random excuse to just say something explicit and just be able to say it and yeah be like and have a shield to hide behind yeah because there's there's uh using like in this case racism as 
a mm-hmm. tool for a character to go through for adversity. Mm-hmm. And then there is just shock value. Exactly. Which, ugh, yeah, like, just tell your story. Like, just tell the story. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Just please do it. There's another, there's a moment in the second one that I won't go into, yeah. but, like, it doesn't, um, they don't, they don't use the same racial slur in that one, but they do have a full scene that actually, I will say, at least in the second one, that one was plot relevant um, to giving backstory about a character that we've actually been seeing this entire fucking movie. So it wasn't really like necessary, but it's one of the when I brought up like earlier. Oh, yeah, he did go to war. Yeah. Like, it was that that sort of, like, it w- it contributed to that and, like, mm. made sense because of that. Yes. Uh, contributed to, like, understanding, like, more about, I think Sonny was the one that had the initial line. And, like, just explaining, yeah, oh, yeah, Sonny's a bit of a prick and here's how. Like, and just sort of, like, it just explained, gave us that a bit. Like, so it got its point across and yet still was just... At least in the second one, it didn't feel as unnecessary. It felt... Yeah. And that one actually felt genuinely realistic to, like... Yeah, it served the purpose that it was supposed to, and then it moved on. Exactly. Exactly. It was a lot, but it wasn't... It was a lot, but it wasn't a lot in such a way that, like, made... That was sort of designed to make people horrifically uncomfortable, I think. Um, Anyway that's how i feel about that one and how i feel about a lot of the places where that happened here yeah i'm like oh god and another another thing that kind of bothered me about this movie Mm -hmm. is that Vito's character is interesting enough to carry the plot Mm -hmm. michael's character isn't no so all so the entire Mm -hmm. second half of this movie or just the last three Mm -hmm. quarters of it is just it just completely just decreases in interest absolutely he just sort of uh so uh from uh, another thing yeah. for me that just uh because I, I wanted to like this movie a lot mm-hmm. and like the subject matter is good like mm-hmm. the, the the transfer of power is an interesting process especially when it is the mafia yeah um yeah it's just this movie is just so watered down with needless stops yeah and just the all of the constant hiccups in pacing because this movie is wonderfully made mm-hmm. and like it like the acting is good the mm-hmm. dialogue is good like the cinematography is great considering like, everything I, yeah else is good and oh god just, like if yeah if they just took out a lot of the more like meaningless things like mm-hmm. Sicily like they mm-hmm. just kind of like Oh, Mike's in Sicily, and then we are going to go to other things. Yeah, that would have changed a lot of what I felt about this movie when they just could have spent mm-hmm. time, sort of, developing mm. the characters more or just mm-hmm. doing more interesting things. <laughs> yeah, and like, I think okay, watching someone's descent into quote unquote evil, um, which is I I suppose one way one could look at Michael's um, just sure yeah plot line I. <laughs> we'll call it that anyway. Um, is yeah. just like it wasn't the thing that is aggravating for me about it is it's not like he was shown another option and thus like it's one of those oh you're just 
going to become your dad and that's just going to be how that is. Yeah. There is no like making a new plan mm-hmm. for this person. Also given that this movie was made in the 70s that like was just generally how that would have gone regardless. Yeah. Particularly for the child of an immigrant, which is literally what he was. So yeah. like I mean, I don't know like nothing I don't know. And then also just the clear fact that he is clearly more intelligent than the rest of his family, which he also knew, Mm -hmm. again, just sort of all spoke to, well, you're obviously the one who's going to follow this. There's no way around it. The sort of like attempt at a pushback, the gentle attempt at a pushback was so useless and didn't mean a damn thing especially when his descent into the role was instantaneous um it like yeah and that is another thing that i that i would have loved for this movie to explore more Mm -hmm. is more of an internal struggle with mike yeah because that is interesting Mm -hmm. like the dilemma of making a humongous choice in your life is such a monumental thing to explore in a movie and it's just super relatable as hell yeah and so like there's one scene where Vito is like hey I didn't actually want you to be part of this Mm -hmm. like you were educated you were a war hero I didn't want you to do this at all it's like I didn't want you to do this but also I completely trained you to do this and And I'm like well bitch uh, (laughs) what did you expect Uh, anyway like that is that might just be me like a little bit looking at this from like mainly because it is difficult to look at this one as something that is revered as such a classic film yeah um and such an important one Mm -hmm. where i just where i'm like i i don't see like i i can't then look at it from specifically only well, it was made at this time, and thus all of these things. Like, yeah. if it's one that is literally still inspiring people to make things similar to it today, yeah. then I have to look at it from where we are today and yeah. just sort of look at it and be like, yeah, um, no, actually. Because there, there's no... Oh, God. It just... This movie bothers the shit out of me, and it is also... um, I just find it boring. Like, I find almost everything about it boring even honestly sometimes even the lead up to somebody dying is just boring and even watching them die is boring which is weird to (laughs) say that is not a thing that normally happens especially to me like the lead up to a character you know what it also is in the second i won't say the exact number but it's over 10 in the next movie it feels like it's like as terms of number of people who died on screen like it's more than 10 people and it just much like this one it didn't really make me feel anything yeah like when we had one character well we had multiple characters in the last movie die a bunch um But, like, almost all of them made me feel something, if not suspense. Like, if nothing else, there was the suspense of knowing it was going to happen. And then it happened. Yeah. And it wasn't taken lightly. Or rather, if it was shown to be a thing that happened quickly, 
it was shown to have happened quickly, but still have meant something and was even given like music underneath it, all of this stuff. Like, whereas the other ones were just, oh, sudden frantic, everybody's dying, and then sudden not. And I'm like, well, I don't. Like, there's still, even with this, even with this large group of people, the concept of just out and out murdering a bunch of people mm-hmm. is still a thing that is meaningful and is thought about. Yeah. And there is, like, discussion around and also, um, what's the fucking word? Um, like, there's thought put into that. Like, they they don't, in fact, just go out and murder random people. They won't, in fact, just go out and do a drive-by fucking shooting. Yeah. There is a thought-out methodology and a logic behind why it was this person and why there was no other option. And we don't see that because they're rather casual about it because that in a lar- like it, That's one of the things that I dislike about what other people take away from the film is a lot of a lot just based on people that I've spoken to and who like and opinions that I've seen in places like Reddit, um, where (laughs) like, right. Where just like where people where the takeaway that they had was, well, shit, the mafia is fucking cool, man. I'm like, bitch, girl, what? Like one, the mafia is just another form of government. It is an unofficial government. That is simply it. Um, it is run in a highly similar way. That is just sort of true. Actually, hmm. in the show that never happened, um, the the Alejandro spinoff that didn't happen, um, mm-hmm. wherein I was starting <laughs> to look at like, well, what would that look like if I had... Um, if I had him sort of take over where his father had, previ- yeah. had previously been. Uh, for reference, plot point. Uh, for yes. reference, the mm-hmm. Alejandro spinoff is reference to a spinoff of the Red Wing character, Alejandro Parcelli, yes. who was played by me, and it's a spinoff that never happened. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like that... I, so I was going to have him do that, and while I was sort of plotting that out, I sort of... That was actually the first reason I watched The Godfather, to clarify. That was why I watched the first movie, mm-hmm. um, was to sort of figure out what that meant and what that would have looked like and what I should know about, like, what I should know about um, that about that world prior to doing it. Um, and it became immediately obvious to me looking at how how government works and how law works and how then looking at the code of the code of like the codes that the mafia operates by and then all of that all of those sort of mirror each other it's just one of them has the support of the government and the other does not they are otherwise just methods of providing security for people that is simply their purpose and is that an interesting thing to look at sure is it a cool thing to watch a bunch of people murder each other? No, usually. Yeah. Um, like, that's not... The, the, the logic behind finding that fascinating is just as just as gross to me as the number of people that find um, that find Ted Bundy attractive. Like, it, similarly, I cannot <sighs> find both of the... Like, I, I can't do it. No. Because both of them are... <sighs> Uh, murderers too and it yeah. just like and oh god and 
Oh, and Vito... Vito physically has killed people before, too. Yeah. Again, prequel in the next one. But, like, it's... So, it makes you sort of question um, how... I don't know. It makes me question why people really like this. So in large part, I in large part, listeners feel free to argue with me about why you enjoy this. I would love to hear it. Yeah, but like art, that's art just is subjective. Like, we are yeah. not forcing anyone to not like the Godfather, and we yeah. we expect that you don't that you shouldn't force us to like the Godfather. <laughs> like I will be sending a personal tweet to Christine apologizing when this comes oh, out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, I'm prepared. Oh, yes. I, am just, I will tell uh, her. We are going to hear so much of that when she is our guest for when we do Lord of the Rings because yeah. she is a walking, talking Tolkien. Encyclopedia. Love her. Oh, she is going to be great. Yes. Oh, God. Anyway, but like, I. Oh, okay. So now I a little bit want to get to um, a number that I found earlier. As far, well, two things. One, (laughs) um, the woman who played Connie was like horrifically underpaid for the role that she had in this movie. Oh, really? It was low. She made oh, a considerable amount more in the next movie. Oh, oh I mean, I guess that's And right, I think but... she had the same amount of time in both of them, which is, or like <sighs> roughly about the same amount. Of, I mean, I could be wrong, but like it felt... I mean, I'm sure somebody has analyzed the screen time that Connie was on screen yeah. in one movie and where she was in the next one, but like it felt... The difference in time there wasn't, I don't know, it didn't seem like it was that high, but she made like 30000 on the second movie, and I don't remember, but it was like 4000 or something like that on the first one. I was like, oh, God. yeah, no, it was not good. Oh, um, no. And then like, and, and it just, it just upsets me, um, because... That actress was a great actress in this movie and also super great in the next one, too. Like, she's very good. I would say her performance is one of the standout performances of the second movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Which feels like saying a lot. Also, the mom, too. Like, uh, just uh, Mama Corleone in the second movie is also a standout performance. I, You feel how tired that woman is, that whole movie. And I, also, giant mood. But, um, like, yeah. but no, I, that, that, so that, that number was upsetting to me. I didn't look up, like, what the rest of the cast made or whatever. But what I did look up, dear lovely people. Oh, God, here we go. Is the number of anachronisms, continuity errors, revealing mistakes, and other goofs that there were in this movie (sighs) dear Jesus Um, there were 23 anachronisms 25 continuity errors 15 revealing mistakes and 34 miscellaneous other types of goofs failures whatever you want to call them for a grand total of 97. <laughs> 97 goofs and flubs in this film. Girl. <laughs> like, what that... Like, okay. Here's the thing. I can't tell you whether or not these took me out of the movie. I fully can't. Yeah. The reason I can't is because I was already out of the movie. Oh. Within the first, like, half hour. Like, it, I was done. Because... It just is clear that this is not my kind of movie, and I yeah. know that. And, like, I, I know that. 
we all know that at this point. So, sorry about it. You're going to have to deal with this another two times. Uh, and, but, like, I mean... <laughs> oh, God. I, at the very least, this this specifically will happen less in the second one. It just, I have more opinions in the second one um, that are a little bit more nuanced, I would say. But, like, by and large, wh- whether or not these flubs took me out of the movie, I was already out, so I can't really tell you. Yeah. But, like it doesn't seem like they would have been necessarily that noticeable. Also for a movie that had a, the other reason that I think that woman got paid considerably less. Um, and they, um, and there were more flubs in this one than in the other one. They're actually almost, I won't say the number actually, there's considerably, um, fewer in the next one that I think goes to budget. I think this True. movie had a considerably lower budget because it was a first. Yeah. Sequels usually get more if the first was successful, yeah. and the first was successful. So, I think, um, I think the money that they put into it wasn't very high. But also, YouTube didn't exist back then, so like people weren't going back and critiquing where there were flubs and things like that. I'm sure some some people out there fucking noticed and took note and whatever, and eventually when the internet did exist, absolutely hopped on the internet to be like, I've been waiting 35 years to tell everybody my fucking opinion about The Godfather Part 1. Oh boy. I, first of all, that old man is a little bit my hero, but like just the old man that would be that person to be like, I've kept this notebook for 45 years and I am now putting it on the internet, which also would imply that this old man had to learn how to use the internet too, which is a whole thing in and of itself, having taught old people how to use the internet or tried to, (laughs) bitch please. It is not. (laughs) That is a struggle, but, um, I I think the yeah the so the budget difference there, um, and you know what, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, visually, even I'm not. I don't even know that visually I find the movie that appealing. I I think it might just be a difference in the era of film. Yeah, like because there's there are lots of movies I today find visually stunning. Yeah. For example, I find Lord of the Rings obviously visually stunning yes. for obvious reasons. Um, but like there's also like it, it's actually that might be ooh, deep analysis time. I okay. wonder if that has something to do with me growing up surrounded by trees and nature. Maybe. Like, because I don't necessarily... It, movies about the city, I tend to not find as visually striking. Yeah. But I can already fucking tell you I'm going to love Into the Heights. Like, I've never seen that play. Can already confirm. Because it made... The trailer gave me feelings. And also, just visibly in that trailer, I already knew, like, fuck yeah. But it, there's also... There's a lot of color. There's a lot yeah. of, like... Yeah. The way it was shot was good. Exactly. At least that, was, that we can tell in the trailer. <laughs> exactly. And so, like, that moment in Sicily, the only thing that I really liked about it was the amount of, like, sort of nat- the natural feel of, like, everything that was around them. Mm-hmm. Like, a little bit more in the mountains, a little bit more greenery around and, like, whatnot. Felt that. And, like, it. Fe- that's why that departure felt nice to me, mm-hmm. even if I, you know, the whole plot of that section I fucking hated but like it uh, felt yeah and even them moving to Nevada also changes that a little bit in the second one so like I feel 
I feel things a little bit differently when they're just in a city mm-hmm. uh, doing all of the shit that they're doing in yeah. a city versus when they're in, um, worse when it's not in a city and you're, you're having to sort of, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are going to be other movies that we have that are like this, that are going to be that kind of dark and gritty. Yeah. I mean, fuck, we're about to get to the dark night. Like I'm, I know it's going to happen and I don't hate all dark and gritty city movies, but like yeah. this kind with also its pacing issues also just got me. And I'm like, visually, I don't have it, but like, that's again, my opinion. I also grew up where I did. Maybe I'll grew up elsewhere and yeah. that you'll have found it easier to sort of cope with that kind of thing with this movie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Fuck. Are we under ratings? I think so. Oh boy. All right. Um, do you want to go first? Yours was more favorable. (laughs) (laughs) Was it in terms of what we're talking about? Uh, my rating, and I'll tell you why, uh, was a six Mm -hmm. because the positive things that I really liked, the acting, Mm -hmm. the shooting, the, Mm -hmm. the, the, the scenes that I really liked, like the, the. Mm-hmm. baptism murder montage that was really well shot mm-hmm. that was well just, edited very yeah, well like, edited too yeah when this movie was good it was really fucking good mm-hmm. it just all of the pacing issues and the other things we talked about on this podcast just was not it, it was too there. glaring for me to not notice so it's, yeah that that does bring it down to a slightly above average movie because that does matter <laughs> yeah yeah agreed so I gave it a four. Slightly above average, slightly below average. I could not... Like, I don't typically with a lot of movies have a hard time focusing on what's happening in a movie. Again, pacing got me real bored real fast. Also, just being surrounded by toxic masculinity in a movie. Um, uh, the, the dude Toxic bro masculinity, to the movie. Because, uh, <laughs> like, <I> just... <laughs> like, my biggest pet peeve related to that Woo. this movie is the word business. Uh, like, you do not have to justify retribution for your murdered brother and attempted murdered father as business. Yeah. In fact, a, like... Emo- Call it what it is. Like, emotion... Fucking revenge. Like, emotionally charged revenge... For that is a lot more, I say, not like justifiable, but more compelling than, oh, it's just business. I, like, I, oh, I would love goodness. to insert that line from that, oh, that line from Birds of Prey that Harley has. You know, psychologically speaking, revenge does. I don't remember the full uh, quote. It yeah. just rarely brings us the catharsis that we're searching for. I believe that's the rest yeah. of it. I, first of all, live for that. Live for that as a comment. Yeah. Also was directly talking to the child of a mafia boss, which I thought is also funny. Interesting connection. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? I can bring anything back to fuck. I can bring anything back to birds of prey. Um, do you think, no, I really can't, but like uh, that's... Do you think eventually when we get our Patreon up, should we review current movies we absolutely should yeah and like we need because we need material for our eventual patreon i mean yeah (laughs) like it's it'll happen it'll happen and the reason i want the reason i specifically specifically want um like the reason i I mean i have reasons i want to talk about birds of prey forever but like that's a whole other (laughs) thing but like i mean that uh, even in that sequence where that like in birds of prey where harley is talking to that one girl who has 
uh, definite rage issues, but whatever. <laughs> um, is talking about getting he's talking about getting revenge on on people for in fact murdering her entire family and that line about catharsis is actually quite true yeah. it doesn't make you feel better usually it makes you it it's a band-aid type of gratification yeah. that does not bring you overall joy mm-hmm. it doesn't which is why the general concept in these movies of well, murder begets murder for the rest of time. Just makes me roll my eyes and get so fucking tired of everybody and their bullshit in a movie. Yeah. And I just, like, it. it's, it's not my thing. I'm aware of how closely it um, mirrors the real stories of certain gangsters and whatnot, and mm-hmm. that's all well and fine. Um I also should say, don't even have an issue with gangster movies in general. Yeah, because... Like, fully like a lot of them. Yeah, because like one of the only movies I've seen on IMDb's Top 250 is The Departed, mm. which mm. is a very gripping movie, I think, because yeah. the subject matter is interesting in Undercover Cop. Mm-hmm. infiltrating the Irish mob and an Irish mobster infiltrating the Boston Police Department. Which, whoo! Like, th- 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 that's really interesting, and it's so well done, at least as far as I remember seeing it a fucking decade ago. Right. Like, I mean, there's a, there's a lot in a lot of that type of movie that is so fucking... That, that is cool, but again... This was also during the end of an era of a bunch of that type of movie. Yes. And, like, because it was the end of that, like, sort of the end of that genre in this particular era of mm-hmm. film, it what like, this is sort of a capstone on it and is does it a bit differently, but is, like, in general, a decent reference to previous, like, to yeah. previous ones. Um, including actual references to previous movies, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, but like that, it it sort of it almost is because of the amount of realism in it that I just sort of was like, I don't need this. Like, yeah. I don't need it to be done this way. If we're going to do something like this, where it's going to feel realer than like where it's going to like mirror life in any sort of way i want to just then have um a documentary if at all possible or something that specifically says hey we tried to base this on real life as much as humanly possible in such a way that wouldn't get us killed um because well real um but like i mean i'm pretty sure that's what happened to the author of goodfellas yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Because um, I'm pretty sure you had to go into witness protection after that. Yeah, and like that's that's that is a lot. But at the same time, in like just sort of how those things are usually handled, they're usually handled in such a way that is a little bit more respectful. Not that they need to be, but like sort of respectful of the loss of life was an issue that I had with this one. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just is an issue I'm going to have with this trilogy. I know already. Um. Though I am excited to see how, I, just because I keep hearing about how bad the third one is, I just really. But oh also, I hear about it from Dude Bros and what it sounds like mm. in terms of analysis of the last one. It seems like people just dislike watching somebody that they've idolized um, grow old and weary and 
maybe die. Um, Watch us really like Godfather 3. I'll be like, ooh, bitch, talk about the, the struggles of aging. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. We'll oh, see. God. Um, thing I'm doing on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> yeah. Woo! But yeah. Um, so yeah, my rating's a four. Uh, combined rating of a five. That sounds pretty good to me. Uh, um, yeah. If we will we'll take the heat from all of the right, all of the people who really like Godfather. I mean, if there's something that, if hmm, if you heard if you heard me specifically say something, and it felt a little off kilter, <laughs> and you maybe want to try to explain it to me, um, you are more than welcome to do so. In fact, I specifically. Am on Twitter at red black golden black spelled B L A Q U E, um and red and golden spelled how those are regularly spelled. Um, our show Twitter is wannabe or sorry nope sorry just kidding it is film buffs pod. Um, again wild that that was available but there we are. Um, uh, yeah I'll plug myself in there. Yes do that. Uh, you and dropped your microphone. Oh my god! Anyway, there we go. <laughs> so uh, I am Dane Shiner. Uh, my Twitter handle is baitfish9 because Shiner is the name of a bait fish. How did it take me so fucking long to realize? <laughs> when I tell you, I looked that up for something for a reason. <laughs> like there, like. There's a file on this computer that we are recording on yeah. that literally has just a bunch of fish in it because I was doing these like drawing videos for a, a minute okay. um, where I was just, you know, going through my whole drawing process. I drew Ursula and a couple other little mermaid mm. things because I illustrated three children's books and those are available on amazon ah anyway yay plug in time (laughs) right random plug i wrote children's books if you type in my name on amazon they will appear because yeah um but i sort of drew things in the style that i illustrated those in um so yeah uh, yeah, i I don't know i don't know about you but i i welcome Mm -hmm. like any type of like Oh, hell yeah. Polite civil discourse about movies. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, yes, please if you co- do that. As long as you're not like. However, you, if a you dick. come to me, <laughs> if you start coming to me insulting my mama, bitch, I will. Anyway, <laughs> let me make, let me contain that and civil just tell you. Discourse. <laughs> if anybody randomly decides that insulting us seems to be a good thing, I will eviscerate you. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> I. I. The that's the most negative way that I use this college degree is to destroy people. But I will. I don't want to do that. Don't make me have to do that. Be nice. Be kind. Be friendly. We can disagree as yeah. It is good people. Perfectly fine to have a difference of artistic opinion. Fuck yeah! I love hearing what people enjoy, what they don't enjoy. One of the things I'm looking forward to with this show is <laughs> people predicting whether or not we're going to enjoy certain things. Oh I, boy. I'm That's so excited fun. for that. Yeah. Like specifically finding the moments where people think I'm going to turn on a movie because that is so like where that moment is, is so 
it's harder to predict that than it would seem. I want to see how many people start to get it right. Um, this is, of yeah. course, also predicated on whether or not people are listening, which I'm imagining y'all will be. I I'm hope praying. people will be listening. I'm praying and hoping yeah. for it. Um, and it, just if you're listening, say hello. And also maybe leave a review on iTunes um, yeah. slash Apple Podcast, because I know that that's what it's actually called. It's not like... It's I, going to be Apple or, no, or iTunes for the rest of time. Right. <laughs> and rate us on iTunes and leave a comment. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. There's another thing we still have to do, and we will get there. Um, but uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Where was I going with that? Oh, right. Um, you can check us out on our website, wannabefilmbuffs.com, um, which uh, there's no dashes or anything in that yeah. because we lucked out and just got the full URL on the first goddamn try. I don't understand how that happened, but all right. Um, and uh, there there are also multiple subscribe links there, and we are on almost all podcatchers. Um, and just uh, check us out. There's also the RSS feed there where, that you can easily click on, and it'll bring you there. Because that, as a person who listens to podcasts, is one of the things I find deeply annoying when you cannot find the RSS feed for a show fucking anywhere. Nothing drives me personally more insane than that. So the fact that we can easily find it was a high priority with building this website, and thus... It is all there. Uh, yep. So check us out there. Leave a comment if you would like. Um, all that sounds great. And uh, the thing we haven't done yet is fan casting um, for the. Oh, yes. Yeah. If we were to cast someone in a remake I or don't... reboot or. Oh, fuck. I, um, I, I, I have no idea because, like, the 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 cool the interesting part about this movie is that either mm-hmm. they were all Italian or mm-hmm. they were all part of the mob. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really yeah. know where we, we would go with that. I don't either. So here's what I'm gonna do. I think you should just like let's add, fan just... cast the lawyer. Or we could just like add Joe Pesci in every role. Oh, fair, <laughs> fair. Um. So the lawyer, the lawyer's name. What was the lawyer's name? Uh, I want to say it was Tom, but I feel like... It was Tom, yes. It was Tom Hagen. Right. So, Mr. Tom, I would like to see... Balls, who the fuck was that guy? Oh, my God. What was he in? I don't remember. Well... This is not useful. If Um, we were to choose someone who would direct the remake... I think that's a no-brainer, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds that sounds doable. Yeah. That sounds doable. If we cannot think of a casting decision, we will go with a director. Oh my god, I just had like the most wild fucking thought as yeah. far as like I would love to see what this movie is like if it was written and directed by women. I just want to know what that would be. That would be interesting. It would be very I one, I just want to see what would be different. Yeah. Like just just baseline, that's what I want to see. I want Kathy Yan to direct this movie. <laughs> that's um I'm not laughing at Kathy. I'm simply laughing at one 
Well, I am laughing a little bit at the concept of um, an Asian woman directing um, a thing about the Italian mob. Uh, that's a very funny concept in my brain. I'm not saying you couldn't do it. I'm simply saying that is a funny idea in my head. Um, but, um, like, it's funny and I would still be fine with seeing it. That's, I think, a thing that's important. I'm not laughing because it's absurd. I'm laughing because it's funny. And okay. then also, yeah, it's funny, but doable. Anyway, um, and um, yeah, that's it. Oh, I could also see Margot Robbie as maybe uh, as Connie. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but that's also because Mark Robbie can do anything, and that's just a thing that is true. So that's fine. Yeah. Ooh, Charlize Theron is the girlfriend. Okay. I mean, it's not using her to her full potential we, in the slightest. We will but like, cast all of the white Americans. I'll just, I'll just cast all... I'll just throw in uh, some suggestions for all the women, because I yeah. just I, I think about them usually way more than I think about any dude in a movie, <laughs> which is why when it comes to finding like a dude's name for a role, I cannot think of any, partially because I just don't give a shit about them. Um... <laughs> I just don't give a shit about 90% of them. They're interchangeable to me. Um, that is rude. Uh, that's rude and I'm being shady and it's fine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. So I guess uh, that'll just sort of wrap that up. And, uh, yeah. So be well, do as good of work as you possibly can. Take care of your mental health just in general. And, of course, stay safe out there. And, uh... Don't get too wild out there, but get a little wild. Get yeah. reasonably wild. Reasonably wild is actually going to be the... That's going to be it. Yes, get reasonably wild. Woo! Woo!